Welcome to the By Words Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Hughes. I love helping passionate women gain clarity about their purpose so they can kick fear to the curb, break up with the hustle, and say goodbye to the lies that hold us back from pursuing our dreams wholeheartedly. We're going to get open and honest, share some laughs, and maybe some tears. But at the end of the day, my hope is that you will walk away encouraged, inspired, and ready to step into your purpose with confidence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive right in. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so glad you're here because we've got an awesome episode for you today. My friend Molly Mason is here to talk to us about showing up for your brightest life. Molly is a holistic nutritionist and wellness coach, and she brings nutrition education, lifestyle management, and mindset encouragement together to help women make true and lasting change in how they live in their bodies. She's a gut health and autoimmune expert, but she helps all women who have ever felt at war in their bodies learn to live in them intuitively and purposefully. Her mission is to help women break down barriers to abundant living and fight the lies that keep us hidden so we can show up for our brightest life. Molly, welcome. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you, Hannah. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited for what you're doing and glad to be a part of it. Yes, this is going to be so much fun. So to kick it off, I just have to point out how much I love that your mission is about helping women intuitively and purposefully live in their own bodies. And as we're starting this conversation about what it actually means to show up for your brightest life, I just love to hear your thoughts on what purpose means to you and even how you know that you found yours. Just take us on that journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so cool, Hannah, because I feel like so much of our missions really line up. And for me, in so many ways, like you asking me about purpose, I feel like my mission of helping women show up for their brightest life. Like that's the same thing in my opinion, right? It's like this idea of helping free you up to live the life that you were created for. Cause yeah. I really believe that's all purpose is. It's just stepping into who you were made to be. And I believe that looks different for all of us. So that's an important thing for me is that I feel like, you know, being in the health and wellness world, I really believe something that our industry gets so wrong is like projecting this idea that there's one way to live a healthy, well life. And I just don't believe that to be true. I don't believe it's one size fits all. I don't believe that everyone's body should look the same. I don't believe that even like what a healthy diet or a healthy lifestyle looks like to one person is going to look the same to everyone else. And so in a lot of ways, that's what helping you show up for your brightest life is like your brightest life is going to look different than mine. It's not, it's not the same for everyone and your purpose might be different. Um, but it's all about just stepping into who you were called to be, who you were created to be. Um, I believe that God created us all with a purpose. Um, and there's overlap in so many ways, but you know, we, we all have our own stories and, I believe God is so gracious to give us everything we need for our purpose. That's something I've definitely learned. Like it's, I know you recently shared, I think it was an Instagram reel about how to know what your purpose is. And it really struck me because I think you talked about like, um, something about like your experiences and like your passions and and who you feel called to serve. And I, you know, you just asked how I feel like I found my purpose. Um, and that's such a, like long journey to, to get there. Right. <laughs> yeah. But something I've learned is, you know, in no way do I feel like I fully actualized or arrived. Um, in fact, that's something that I think has freed me up a lot. I used to think 
I used to feel kind of aimless. Like, I don't, how am I supposed to know what my purpose is? How do I know when I've arrived? Um, and I've found a lot of freedom in realizing that purpose looks different in every season and, and even mm. just in every different area of our life, right? I think often we associate purpose with career or jobs. We think like our purpose is just in how we make money or what we show up doing between the hours of yeah. nine to five. And um, I believe our purpose is in every area of our life. We have a purpose, right? So, you know, I'm called to love my husband well. I have a purpose inside my marriage, but I also have a purpose in in how I live in my body and in not just in my business, but in how I serve my community and in my friendships. Um, you know, I believe that a huge part of my purpose and calling is to be a mom, but I'm not there yet. So, you know, that doesn't mean I'm disqualified from living on purpose now in this season. So I don't know if that answers that question, but um, yes. I know for me, it's just been a journey of like finding freedom and um, I guess letting go of this big idea of like one single purpose and understanding that it's knit in every aspect of our life. I love that so much. And I can totally relate. And I think that is something that a lot of people struggle with this feeling like I have to find my purpose and I have to do that thing. And a lot of the time it is associated with career. And I feel like that can really hold us back from just, like you said, being a wife and, and living that purpose well by serving your husband and loving your husband. And man, there's just so much more to it than people than, than meets the eye, you know? So I, I'm really excited to dive into this conversation and talk about how even our health plays a role in that. I've heard your story and I just love it, but I need our listeners to hear how you got to where you are today and just how this whole idea of showing up for your brightest life even came about. Yeah. Yeah. So gosh, I don't, I mean, I could start as far back as, as birth, I'm sure. But <laughs> I, I always say I, for as far back as I can remember, I have felt at war with my body. That's like mm. an easy way to summarize my journey. You know, I can trace back my health problems back to being a newborn and a toddler. I had chronic mm. ear infections as a kid and like all these signs of things were wrong with my body um, to, you know, I mean, I had like super traumatic experiences with my menstrual cycle when I was young and mm. I got put on the pill when I was 13 because my periods were so bad and I had chronic and daily migraines and headaches and I had asthma and I just had all these issues. And it was weird because I lived in a family, a very healthy family. My family was very like athletic and sports focused and we ate well, my mom nourished as well and like home cooked food. Of course, my definition of that looks different now, but um, I just, I've, I've always felt at war with my body. So it was both in chronic illness and just being a woman in this society and in this world. Like I just, I can't imagine a woman who's never to some extent felt um, just you know, the struggle of living inside a body that the world places way too much emphasis on. So without getting like into too much detail with my whole health history, um, I, I struggled with all these chronic symptoms growing up. And my sophomore year of college, I through reaching a breaking point of like, I can't live like this anymore. Um, I kind of dug into some research and really self-diagnosed with uh, celiac disease and autoimmune disease. And um, I was just 
dismissed and misdiagnosed and all these things up until then. And I found like this, um, I turned this amazing corner realizing like, wow, I can just stop eating gluten and I don't have daily headaches. My asthma has gone. Like all these issues that were crippling my life were, were lifted. Um, and so I became so passionate about nutrition. I, I, I was in college at the time and I switched my major to nutrition and um, I just believed so much in the power of food. And along this journey, as I was finding peace with my body, I was also finding some freedom from years of restrictive and binge eating and just like battling food and my body. And um, it's funny because I started showing up and sharing online about four years ago. I started a blog and um, it was at that time was when I felt like I was, I was coming from this place of having found freedom from an autoimmune disease, living really healthy. I was, I was very healthy. Um, it's funny because my, my husband and I met after like shortly after my first autoimmune di diagnosis in college. So he knew I had an autoimmune disease, but it didn't really affect our lives that much besides mm. me. Like being obnoxious and having to order gluten-free <laughs> everywhere we went out, right? Like that was all he knew. In fact, we joke in our, um, in our wedding vows, he joked that one of his vows was to tell me the gluten-free stuff always tastes the same. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, all he knew was this, I mean, I had an autoimmune disease, but I was healthy. I was vibrant. I was living. I was great. I, I like didn't really, it didn't really affect my life because I was managing it through food. Um, only about six months into marriage, I, well, <laughs> I'm learning how, how this is all happening. And we know now that transitioning off the birth control pill was like a big triggering point for me. So it was this mm. horrible concoction of getting off the pill that I had been on for 10 years, as well as just undergoing a severe, like stressful life. Um, season of quitting my job and becoming entrepreneurs and chasing our dream of flipping houses. Um, I got sick, like literally overnight, my body broke and I went from being mm -hmm. so healthy, like really fit, working out all the time, living in a healthy body, being a nutritionist, sharing on the internet, healthy recipes and empowering people in their bodies to, I gained 50 pounds within a few months my body like broke. I could not stand in the shower. I was like crippled with anxiety and depression. I just like overnight, I just like did not recognize myself. Wow. And it was horrible. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it just robbed everything that I knew about myself. So it wasn't just my physical body. Like even it felt like my personality, like every piece of who I was just mm. like was taken from me overnight. That's how it felt. And um, so that has been this whole, like almost like second wave of my journey with my body. And I thought that I was living in freedom and I thought that I was living in health and my definition of it at that time. Um, and it's just like this whole new journey of living in a, a new, very new, different body. The world sees very differently. Um, also like not being able to manage it with just food the way that I could before before, um, it's just been this whole other like walk of redefining my relationship with my body, my belief of what health is and what wellness is. Um, it really required this season of just surrender, um, of letting go. Like, in fact, when I first got sick, I feel 
Like I was just holding so tightly to my diagnosis and my belief in food and nutrition to heal myself that that itself was holding me back. So I just Mm -hmm. had to like walk through this season of surrender and just like almost separating myself from my body. And um, because again, like I said, I just always, I, I put my hope in my body before it was in being thin enough and acceptable enough to the world. And then it was in like healing myself, but, um, I, it's just been this whole other journey of both like learning physically how to heal and what the root cause of illness is. I've become an expert in gut health because through this journey, I've learned my gut is the root of all of this for me. And now I'm helping other women heal their guts and like find freedom, but it's also been this whole other layer of a spiritual journey and a, a, a surrender. And so um, that is so really long-winded and yet very succinct version that doesn't <laughs> even cover all of it. But um, just a little snippet of kind of what my journey with my body, with health and wellness has been. And um, I think I started saying that I started sharing on the internet a long time ago, and it's just cool how that's um, evolved. And you asked about like how this idea of showing up for your brightest life was born and it, and it was born, um, a little over a year ago in the darkest season of being so ill and also just like so hopeless because everything that I thought would work that I believed I placed my hope in, um, wasn't working. And, um, just, I know that it was nothing other than God's grace, like teaching me uh, to place my hope in the right things and to find peace in in the right things and like let go of every idol I had. Um, so that's where it's funny. Even you know, it sounds silly of just having this like blog identity crisis. Like, okay, well, I went from being this like nutrition food blogger to then I was only sharing our home renovations because I just felt. I was at so much, I had, I was, I just had so much internal turmoil in my own health journey. I didn't feel equipped to encourage women in theirs. Mm. Um, and so it was kind of this like stepping back and reevaluating like, okay, how do I want to show up on the internet? And therefore, what do I want to build a business around? Like supporting women. And it was just through a lot of prayer and like asking the Lord to, to give me vision that this idea of, you know, helping women show up for their brightest life was born because, Um, It was about redefining what wellness is. It was about, um, you know, so much more than just what it had meant to me before. Wow. I, I love hearing you talk about it. And it's so interesting too, how you even mentioned there's such a parallel between what's going on in our heart and our mind and our body, you know, like we're, we're spirit, soul, body. And so I think a lot of the time, in this process of discovering purpose and, you know, I mean, just life in general, our health can be overlooked a lot when we're talking about Mm -hmm. purpose because, well, I I just want to hear your thoughts on this because I found in my own life, whether it's mental or physical or spiritual or emotional, our health actually plays a very important role. So how do you think our health and wellness are connected to our purpose and how can we start to have a more holistic view of those things? Yeah, that's so good. Um, 
It's funny because something I say a lot is that I believe wellness is so much more than yoga and green juice. Um, (laughs) And it it kind of is a joke and it came from this place of like, if you scroll far enough back in my Instagram feed, like that's all you saw. And now I'm sharing from a place of, of so much more and what I believe holistic wellness to be. So I kind of joke about it, but um, it's not a joke in the sense that I really believe that. And um, something I realized is that before this whole journey for myself, before this um, surrender season I had to walk through, I had like silos in my life and my health was one of them. Like I just thought that like the food I ate or the exercise I did, it, it was just separate. It was like something I had to show up for, but it was separate from the other aspects of my life. And um, even like my spiritual walk, I <laughs> never connected the two. And they, like they don't, they they're all one. Like you said, we are, our being is more than just our bodies. It's more than just our minds. They're all so connected. And I believe that's something that makes our creator so cool. The way he just like so creatively knit us to be so connected um, in so many ways. But, you know, for me, it was easy to see my, my health and wellness as my purpose. Mm. Um, And so it's, part that's part of what this idea of helping women show up for their brightest lives was like it's not just helping you arrive at this place of wellness and in fact this is something i find all the time working with women is we so often think we're like working for this arrival point and it's that's yeah <laughs> unfortunately that's not how it works like we forever wellness is every day waking up and making the choice to be well, to live at peace, to make healthy choices to, um, and sometimes that feels frustrating because we want that arrival point, but I actually think if you flip it, it's so empowering because we don't have to get there, right? Having been someone who, who gained 50 pounds and lived in a very, lives in a very different body than I did I absolutely operated from this place of like, okay, well, I can't live my purpose. I can't do these things I want to do. I can't chase my dreams. I can't be a mom. I can't do any of these things I want to do until I arrive at this place, right? Mm. Like until I lose this weight and my body looks like it used to, or until these things happen. But that's what wellness is. It's not that arrival point. It's everyday choosing health and wellness for, for this current season, for this body and choosing love for where I'm currently at. And our industry has our culture, everything around us, our whole lives has taught us that the actions of health and wellness are to produce a certain outcome, Mm. um, which for most women has been to get skinnier, right? Like that's all we ever wanted our whole lives. Most of us, Mm. um, because that's what we were told we were working towards. And so when we can redefine that, um, I think, you get to this like amazing place of, of freedom. Um, that's so powerful. And you're so right. I think we do get tripped up and I wanted to ask you about this because you do touch on abundant living. And so what are some things that you've seen that hold people back from really living abundantly? Yeah, there's so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that it looks different for everyone. And, but at the same time, like there's commonalities for all of us. Right. So, you know, obviously for me, things that held me back from abundant living were my diagnoses and like not, not everyone has that same story, but, Mm. um, at the same time, I know every woman I work with and 
every person on the face of this earth like can point to things in their life like part of their experiences that have taught them to hide to keep themselves hidden um and so I think so much of it is about redefining where you place your worth and what your hope is in and um you know I totally believe the the kind of work you're doing and empowering women and their purpose and their stories, like that is part of the journey too, because um, unfortunately, I mean, I I know I can speak for myself and plenty of women I work with so often until we find our purpose, we show up every day for the purpose of perfecting something we'll we'll never be able to do, right? So, I mean, I know you, you and I are both like, major mindset and the power of thought nerds, but I believe in it so deeply because it is so real. And um, I have programs where I walk women through nutrition and supplement protocols that it's obviously a very physical thing that's promoting physical healing, but I never create anything without empowering people to focus on the, the power of their thoughts and, um, in fact, I just actually this this morning woke up to an email from one of my program members telling me that she was working on her thoughts around her food. So she said she's been sitting down and saying gratitude over the food that she eats. And she said, I even said, instead of saying, I wish this piece of celery was a brownie, I'm like thanking this celery for what it's going to do for my body. And I just wow. wanted to cry because <laughs> it's so, it sounds so silly, but it's so powerful and it's so important. And I truly believe um, part of what I do in my nutrition practice is, is br- marrying those two things together because they, you can, they do not exist healing does not exist without both things coming together. Mm. I really believe that like you can do, and this was my experience, you can do everything right physically, but if you're trapped in, in negative thoughts, um, I realized that I was clinging to my illness, to my diagnosis, um, because even though it was causing nothing other than destruction in my life, it was also like, this comfort blanket that was protecting me from, I don't know, the accountability of actually showing up and living well and being happy. And like, I was scared. I was scared of what life without my comfort lies were. Right. So yeah, I was so miserable and all I wanted was healing. But at the same time, I was like clinging to this illness because without it, like what was holding me back? Like if I didn't have this diagnosis to say, this is why my body looks this way and this is why I'm miserable and this is why I can't chase my dreams, then wow, what, you know, then like, what did that mean? And then I was accountable to those things. And (laughs) so much of that is just like rewriting our identities themselves. Like my identity was in my diagnosis Mm. because as silly as it sounds, like it gave me this like comfort or this level of protection. And so, um, I think that is so much of it is just the fear. And then the identity that we take on in that shame is a huge one. Shame's mm. of course, part of my story too, but I can, I can relate to that. Cause after years of struggling with eating disorders, it, it just got to be so familiar and normal to me that I honestly couldn't even imagine a life where that just wasn't who I was and part of my routine and part of my thought process. And 
it's just, that's such a pivotal point in the journey to be able to recognize like, you know what, I've actually been letting this be the thing that's keeping me from getting to the other side of this and believing Mm -hmm. that there is even a different life possible for me. Like there is abundant Mm -hmm. life possible for me. So I love that you Mm -hmm. mentioned that because I feel like that is such a big struggle for so many women that, that a lot of people don't even recognize until they get to that rock bottom point where they're like, something finally has to change. Totally. Totally. And it's like that sense of ownership that you have to go through. Like it's so gross to talk about and even like to process in your own brain. But like, I had to get to the point of realizing like, yes, I have an illness. Yes. These things, but I was like embracing this victim mentality and just letting that rule over me. And I had like, I I was only going to move forward when I released that identity because that itself was like this lack of ownership. I think that that's what it did for me. Right. Like it prevented me from having to take ownership. And yeah, of course, you know, I will forever live with this illness. Like I will, I, I will never be cured of my autoimmune diseases. Um, I can hopefully find healing and, and remission and live free from the symptoms of it, but it will, it will always be a part of who I am. Um, it will always be a part of the war that I wake up every day and fight, but choosing not to be a victim to it and instead like step into it and, and learn to live with at peace with it and to embrace it for the good that it can do and the ways it can sharpen me and make me better and all of that. That was, like you said, that turning point of of like changing the identity and the story and the narrative on it. Oh, that's so good. I love that so much. And you guys, it's just crazy because if you know Molly, she's just so full of joy and hope and just being around her, she's just radiant. And so hearing her story, you would never imagine she went like got to that place where it seemed hopeless. Mm -hmm. But I love that perspective, Molly, because you can be in the darkest place and you can be fighting a battle every day and you can still show up. You can still wake up and have that joy and have that sense of purpose. And man, it is just so powerful. I feel like that tiny Mm -hmm. switch, I mean, it's a massive shift, but it can make all Mm -hmm. the difference. So I would love to hear your thoughts. Like just what are some practical ways that we can start showing up for our brightest lives today? Yeah. I love that. I love that. I mean, I, I could give you like hours and <laughs> lots, lots of info. Um, but I feel like the first thing that comes to my mind is gratitude. Um, I do not believe that abundant living or your brightest life exists outside of a life just soaked in gratitude. I love um, that for so many reasons. I think that, that itself was a part, you know, this talking about this turning point and, you know, talking specifically about my story, gratitude is what was a part of that shift that we're talking about, right? Because um, instead of hating my body and being angry at the world for giving me this illness and all of that, I chose gratitude and I chose to show up and, and choose joy and gratefulness for what I did have instead of what I didn't. And I mean, it's so, it's, I know, I don't know if people listening are just like shaking their heads at gratitude. Cause I know it <laughs> sounds so silly sometimes. And like, you're like, okay, how does that actually make a difference? But it really does. And I know you believe me, Anna. I know it you're does. Here with me on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's about dropping that victim mentality. Um, but think about it. Like, 
you know, talking about purpose for women who don't feel like they're currently living their purpose and they're like dreaming of what their dream life looks like, or uh, if you think that that's going to get you to a place of joy and gratitude and all the feelings that you want in your life, like how the heck is that supposed to happen if you can't even do that now? Like it, it's just, I have been amazed at what really intentional, um, gratitude has, has done. So I mean, that's, that's like the simplest one is just like every day writing down a list of what you're grateful for saying it out loud, whatever your gratitude practices, whatever that looks like, but you know, talking about health and wellness and teaching women to live inside their bodies, you cannot love a body that you hate. You can't heal Mm. a body that you hate. So if you are not grateful for your body, if you're not grateful for, um, what you do have, like how are you going to get to what you say you want? Um, so that's wow. like a, a huge starting point for me with everyone I work with, um, is like, all right, let's be thankful for what we got. Um, let's be thankful for, you know, the, the ways we get to nourish our bodies and like choosing joy and, and gratitude in that. I think, I think that's a huge part of it. That's so good. Okay. So maybe there's someone listening today who's struggling, whether it's in her body or with something totally different. What would you say to the woman who's just really not feeling like her life is very bright right now? Mm, I love that question. Okay. So I actually was, I've recently been working on a, a post. A, it's really a letter that I was calling a like letter to my sister in the pit because I launched, I, well, this is this has been um, something that's been in the works for years. But a few weeks ago, I opened the doors to my Kill the East program, which is my signature gut health program. And um, so, obviously, that's been months of years of hard work to to get to that place. But I feel like I've in the last few weeks just been getting to watch what it feels like to like reap the fruit of seeds that were sown in my dark season um, because. This program that women are now joining that is changing people's lives, it's bringing women freedom and relief from their symptoms and like affecting change in women's lives. It wouldn't exist if I hadn't walked through my journey. Um, mm. it's, it's the culmination of my journey, of, of my journey to healing. And it's me consolidating everything I learned over years of suffering and handing it to women in a way that they can use it. Right. And so when you ask me that, that's just, I've been reflecting on that a lot the last few weeks, because I can't tell you how much the last few weeks I just have like caught myself just with tears in my eyes over the fullness that I feel in the ways that God is redeeming my dark seasons. Right. Like in like, what more could I ask for than to get to see my suffering bring people relief. And, um, Mm -hmm. so in that season of just suffering and pain and hopelessness and feeling so helpless, I mean, I think the first thing that I would say to that sister in, in her dark season is just to trust that there is goodness coming. I mean, I know that's hard to hear because I didn't believe it at the time, but there, there is, there's just no way that there's not. And that's the thing. God doesn't promise healing on this side of heaven, but he does promise to work things for, for our good and for his glory. And I could have chosen to not bring fruit out of 
my darkness. Like I could have just sat in it forever and just been sick forever and miserable forever and lost hope. And I could have stayed there. Um, but it was my choice to lean into hope and to be obedient and to trust and to continue to fight and to work towards health and healing, like, and to surrender and all those things that I walked through. Um, it was that, that because of that, God was able to redeem it and, and bring hope and, um, then bring fruit, right. The fruit that I'm seeing now in these women's lives, it's because of actions I took, I took there. And some of it was just like being willing to sit in that dark season and say, God, I, I believe that you're going to do good with this. I mean, I have proof of it because I have prayer journals of just like asking the Lord, like promise me that there is good coming from this. And, and I believe that you will do it. And, you know, so I think, I think trusting that he'll use it, he'll, he'll make your heart stronger and your life fuller. If you can just lean into it and, and let it work. It's good. Um, you know, talking about gratitude and, and doing and making that big shift. Like I said, I, I could have just sat on the other side of that, but um, I think it's about like making those small choices that quickly become big changes, you know, yes. trust, have faith, choose joy and gratitude with where you're at, lean into the hope of what's to come, speak truth and life over who he's making you to be and what he's building you to do. I think that's part of it too, is not just saying like, okay, well, you know, example of my story, like, great, I have this illness. I'm just going to be sick forever. Clearly can't be a nutritionist. Like how am I supposed to encourage women in their bodies? You know, I could have stayed there, but in those seasons of praying, like, Lord, use this, like, help me to see the woman that is on the other side of this. Help me to see the women that I'm going to get to encourage and build up and, dreaming of that and dreaming of the life that would feel good on the other side. And, um, it's so cool because I, I prayed for those things. Um, and I thought that they would come on the other side of physical healing. Like I pictured Mm. all the things that I have now, all of them. Um, I pictured them in my body 50 pounds ago. And it's so cool how, I haven't lost the weight. I physically haven't fully healed yet. Like I've absolutely received some relief in my symptoms and my life has been drastically changed from where it was, but there's parts of my body that haven't physically healed yet. And I thought that I could only have like the dreams and the fruit and the goodness when all of that happened. And yet I'm evidence, right? Like my life right now is evidence that Um, it's not about the circumstantial things. It's like what we choose to, to let happen in what we think is, you know, the intermediate in between, like not fully arrived kind of seasons. Yeah. I love that so much. And I think it's so beautiful as you're sharing your story and we're talking about showing up for your brightest life. There's a big theme of surrender. And I feel like that is such a huge piece of the puzzle when we're talking about purpose, because we put so much pressure on ourselves as women to have it figured out. And really, it's so beautiful how God designed it, because the moment we stop trying to figure it out is usually when we're able to step into that fullness that he already had prepared for us. And, and like you said, in that dark moment where you just could stay stuck there, 
you just never know how close you are to the goodness that's coming until you're able to look back on it. So good. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Of course. Thank you for giving me a chance. Absolutely. Maybe someone who's at the very beginning of their health and wellness journey, like what are your top three staple tips for health and wellness? Mm, Okay. Oh my gosh. Honestly, this is going to sound so cheesy because I already said this, but I really think that your health and wellness journey has to start with gratitude and like shifting your mindset and loving the body you currently have, even if it's not what you think is your definition of health or wellness. And, um, you know, I've actually, one of my affirmations and, and gratitude, part of my gratitude practice every morning is I am thankful for this body that works so hard for me because my autoimmune disease literally means that my body is attacking itself, right? Like, and so I was stuck so long being so frustrated. Like, why do you have to fail me like this? Like, right. (laughs) Why can't you figure this out? And I had this, like, like we talk about the surrender. I had this moment of realizing my body is working so hard for me. In fact, so hard that it's, it's, it's got it wrong, but it's working (laughs) so hard. And so instead of being angry at it for that, like choosing gratitude and saying, I am so thankful for a body that works so hard for me, even though oh, that's it, awesome. it misses the mark some days. <laughs> so yeah, number one is gratitude. I would say kind of along with that, but another big one is focusing on the good. And with that, just like focusing on what can you add in so much of my idea of health and wellness for 99% of my life was this obsession with restriction and like removing certain things and bad habits I had to break or staying away from chocolate or whatever it was. <laughs> and that like our, I mean, you share about this all the time here like our energy goes where our thoughts go. And so when we obsess over what we can't do or what we did bad, or we come from that restrictive place, that's that manifests in our body. And so like the foundation of it is what can we add? Like what good can we add? What nourishment can we add to your plate? So even simple, simple practices of like, instead of obsessing over removing gluten or dairy or grains from your plate, like, okay, how can we add vegetables into every meal that you eat? How can we add nourishment? Like, what does that look like? So I love that. That itself you know, besides giving you actual nutrition tips, like that itself is a foundational principle to how I approach um, healthy eating and just healthy living in general is it's so funny because I can get really lost in the research. I am a nutrition biochemistry nerd. I love learning about (laughs) all the latest research on foods and diets and I love it, but I know people can get so overwhelmed with how incredibly frustrating it is when you're trying to do well by your body to feel like every day you open an article and read about the opposite of what you heard yesterday, right? Like fats are good. Fats are bad. (laughs) Don't eat meat. You should eat meat. Like I have really learned even in my enjoyment and obsession over the, the studies and, and the research, um, it is genuinely as simple as eat what grows from the ground, like eat real food, nourish your body, eat enough, listen to your hunger cues. It's that simple. It's like, it really is 90% of it is that simple. 
I feel like that's what we yeah. need with health and wellness. It's been so overcomplicated that we just need some simplicity back. <laughs> so that is great. Yeah, and and I think, helpful. I think, yeah, because I think we get crippled by it, right? Like I know for yes. me, that was so much of my journey, even after becoming a nutritionist and being educated. In fact, in some ways more so it, it I just felt more crippling. Like, well, I thought this was good. And even I share too with women, it's so important to know that we go through different seasons, our bodies change and evolve and we, we have different needs. So what worked for me a few years back before my second diagnosis is not what will work for me now. My body is mm. different. I have different needs. My hormones are different. Um, I think that's why the more we can lean into intuition instead of rules, the more that we can trust our intuition and just trust those basic guiding principles, like the more freedom I think we get from just saying, okay, well, let me just see what feels good now. Yes. So as we wrap up, you did mention your new Kill the Yeast program, which I am just so thrilled for you about. It's just been so awesome to watch your journey and to see now that you've created this program for women, just help them start their process to really showing up for their brightest life, spirit, soul, body, all the things. So tell us about this program. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited that it's out in the world and open for enrollment. Um, the Kill These program, like I mentioned before, has been years in the making. It is a compilation of everything I've learned of how to address our gut microbiome, which is the foundation of every aspect of our health. Um, I do have a free masterclass that if women are like, what the heck does this mean? Um, <laughs> you can check that out and I'll, I'll, I'll educate you. But um, the program is, it's, I mean, it's really simply just a nutrition and supplement protocol uh, that I've compiled every bit of research I could to make an actual simple, implementable, doable program that focuses on realigning your gut health and therefore finding relief from your chronic symptoms. Um, 90% of our serotonin is made in our gut. 70% of our immune system lives in our gut. Our gut is the foundation of everything. It is absolutely amazing the more that you study it. But um, yeah, the the program is, is really an action plan for women to take action in realigning their gut health. So it's especially for women who have suffered from chronic symptoms um, and chronic inflammatory-based issues that have not found relief. Um, My whole story of trying everything, it wasn't until I actually addressed the root cause of my problems instead of chasing down the symptoms, you know, talking about the birth control pill and all these things, putting band-aids on on the the surface level symptoms. When I actually addressed the root cause, I I found so much freedom. And uh, relief from symptoms. So that's what the Kill These program is. It's, um, it's an action plan and a community and support and coaching group to help you take action. And so hopefully it's also a lot more than that in, in helping you reset your body physically. I pray that women also go through um, just a mindset and a, and a heart change on, on how they interact and live inside their bodies along the way. So that is yeah. amazing. That is so amazing. I love it. And you guys, Seriously, you need to go follow Molly, connect with Molly because she is educating all the time. I've learned so much from her, not only about health and nutrition, but just about life and abundance in general. And you, she's just someone you need in your life. Okay. So Molly, where can everyone connect with you from here? 
You're so sweet, Hannah. You're the best. Um, yeah, I am on Instagram. I'm at molly.mason. That's molly with an I-E. Um, my website is mollymason.space. I've got years of blog posts and recipes and lots of good stuff. I do have um, a free meal planner that uh, they can download, like a, a meal planner template that also has some of my favorite like meal. Well, Molly, thank you so, so much for being here. I know this was a really encouraging conversation for me and I'm sure everybody who's listening. So I just appreciate you taking the time and being willing to share your story and encourage us. Of course, Hannah. Thank you so much. And um, I'm so excited for the work that you're doing with this podcast and every way that, that you're helping women show up for their brightest lives too. So thanks for doing the work. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the By Words podcast. I love having you here and I'm so grateful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode and tag me to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram and in the ByWords community group, which you can find links for in the show notes. Until next time, stay brave and remember, I'm cheering you on.